You're listening to the Black Box Music Podcast with Brian and Nick, where we're talking to artists about what it's like to get your music heard in the ever-changing music industry, uh, how it is to use tools like social media and other platforms as an independent artist in a changing music business. Today we get to sit down with one of our new favorite acts, Candy Ambulance. Hailing from Troy, New York, creating music that combines grunge, punk rock, and good old-fashioned rock and roll, ultimately creating a sound that's uniquely theirs. Here's a little bit more about them here. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. Who are we on the line with? Tell us uh, who you are and uh, what you do. Uh, my name is John Cantiello. I play drums in Candy Ambulance. Um, I'm Caitlin Barker. I sing and play guitar in Candy Ambulance. And I would also like to note that um, we may slip up and call John Dirt Guy. That's our nickname for him. So Excellent. Just to avoid any confusion. <laughs> and I am Jeffy Bulldog. I play bass. No awesome. Nicknames. I got no nicknames. No None nicknames. Yet. Good. None yet. Well, cool. So you guys are from Troy, New York. Yep. Um, you've got a couple releases under you. When did you guys start out as a band? How'd the, how'd the band form? Uh, 2014. Um, me and Dirt Guy just kind of wanted something new. And Caitlin was new. <laughs> so we were like, hey, come on over. Nice. <laughs> cool. Had you guys known each other from previous bands or just living in the same town? or? Yeah, so me and John uh, grew up together. We um, were in the same fifth grade class. And then we've been playing together since we were 15. In other bands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, Caitlin, you were in the area, and you did you have some bands, or is this your first band? Uh, this is t- this is my first band. Um, Second I, band. Well, yeah, I had a, a brief band uh, when I was, like, 15 with my best friend, Megan. Um, it was when we got our hands on, like, the Nevermind record, and we were like, okay, we're in a band now. So we just went out and bought like, drums and uh, guitar. And... Uh, we called that project Pap Smear. Uh, <laughs> we had some great, can I swear? Yeah. We had some great songs, like ones like the chorus was just like us screaming, fuck those bitches. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that was kind of a fun, a fun. A lot one. of radio play on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we were just mass producing this, this music out of our basement. Buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and that, you know, I think we played like one person's graduation party. Um, and then I retired because when I was like 17, I was like, oh man, if I haven't made it yet, it's, it's all over. <laughs> At 17. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Good <laughs> but so, that- so cool. So you guys got together around 2014, started rocking out in a garage or rehearsal studio or something. Yeah. And um, so from there, was it, how did you get Candy Ambulance? And what was like, how, you know, how did you guys click? What, when did you know you, this was feeling like a band? Ooh. Um, so we actually moved in together within like a month of knowing each other and we haven't lived separately for very long, like very long t- amounts of time since. Wow. Um, that's, that's very cool. That's pretty interesting. Dedication. Everybody together. Yeah. yeah. So you don't hate each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> interesting. It's great. Interesting. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, Jesse knew Caitlin from work and, uh, like you said, Jesse and I played in bands throughout high school and, uh, we're kind of at the end of one project. Jesse suggested, um, you know, there's this girl I work with. She writes songs, plays guitar. And we just did a few like acoustic practices and 
some open mics and then yeah moved into a house uh we all met in august and uh moved into a house in october fantastic sweet so let's talk about what you guys are doing right now then um you got you're putting out some music recently or do you have something coming up yeah we just put out an album um september 13th called Trumantic. and uh yeah that's kind of it for now now we're just doing some writing traumatic i've always left the end silent (laughs) i've been calling it traumatic no it's traumatic well i'm an idiot (laughs) so let me ask you a question so when you guys are thinking about you know it seems like we talk to a a lot of bands in in artists and their thinking is all across the map so they're thinking okay i'm not going to put out a a record like a full you know full group Mm -hmm. of tracks that live together and we're just going to do singles and we're going to put those out monthly and we're just going to do basically drip content out until you know forever and that that's one strategy so you guys decided to go album versus that are you thinking about were you thinking about the release when you guys were designing that or were you or were you just like this is this is what we want to make for as like this a feels like an album we're putting out an yeah. album yeah. and that's our gig i think we have no idea what we're doing um i think we think we do like we we feel like we have a plan um but yeah this uh we I, we wanted to ultimately we wanted to record a full length so that was kind mm-hmm. of the goal and then it got towards like the end of the year and we're like oh wait now we have to release it and what's the strategy and there's a million different strategies we could take um and all of them are wrong and all of them are right at the same time so you can Mm -hmm. rack your brain over it or just just release the damn thing um but yeah the songs were all written other previous candy ambulance uh eps were just um things that we had kind of like pulled like songs i had written before knowing the the guys or like things that we were kind of like working out together like um some of jesse's songs so this was like one cohesive time um, of songwriting. So we just figured it all goes together well. It's all about the same thing. So we'll keep it as- It's a dying art. I always appreciate the full length album just cause you know, A, I'm older and I grew up in a time where where it was about the album. It was also even more about the A side and the B side. Here's side A, here's side B. But regardless, you're signing up for like an experience to kind of go down a 30 to 40 minute story, if you will, with a band. Yeah, Uh, I I still love those just, you know, in an ever changing music industry and, you know, the so much content and social media and all that out there taking people's attention span and bringing it from what used to be 30 to 40 minutes to now about 30 to 40 seconds. You've seen the parameters change of hurry up, let's just put out a song. And if that one works, we'll put out another. And that way we can hold everyone's attention over three months rather than work for a year on this awesome album. And then two weeks later, it's kind of an afterthought because it's all packaged together. Um, so, sorry, go ahead. Nick. I was just, you know, I'm kind of, I think what I, I want to dig out on your guys' thinking versus, you know, our opinions of releases. I think, 
you know, it makes sense too for bands to make more than one song when they're recording because, you know, you're living, if you do live drums, you want to record a few tracks while they're set up, you know, and that yeah, that's like totally. just more economical. Um, but, you know, since you guys did package it into an album, what were you thinking about for that? Were you, are you guys going after like blogs? Are you going after, um, magazines like just what's your general thinking around that stuff right now we're really curious um about working with the label and what we've been hearing is that they won't even pay attention unless you do a full length so this was actually our first full length and that was kind of the reason why we wanted to do a full length because like normally we were just doing eps like six or seven songs um and we also have done singles like you guys talk about and um yeah, I don't know. We're we're just kind of trying stuff out, trying yeah. to see what. Mm-hmm. We pitched it really hard. I I've emailed like so many labels, and like some got back, and but ultimately it didn't it didn't get put out on a label. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another kind of like I don't know, live and learn. Which that's that's to me. I mean, just uh, you know, for say whatever whatever it means or whatever it doesn't mean. We're fans of you guys. We really dig your guys's music. I don't think. Um, it's a matter of people not liking what you do as far as not putting it out. It's just the games change. Like 10 years ago, you used to be able to have a band and have a good song and, you know, basically run the ball five yards, if you will, for a football analogy. And then a record label would pick you up, sign you and run you 95 yards, hopefully to get you to that, you know, international status that all of us dream of. Nowadays, the tables have turned tremendously. It's more like you pitch a label and you say, hey, we just released an album. We're looking for a record deal. The first thing they're going to go do is look up your online presence. Then they're going to look up your Spotify plays. Then they're going to look up your touring calendar. Then they're going to look up the press that you've gotten on your own. And what they're going to do is go, okay, doesn't look like this ball's moving as opposed to like somebody who's, you know, really active, has a lot of control of their career and they're kind of growing on their own. That seems like a safer investment for a label. Oh yeah. Let's dump some money into something that's already moving because it's a hell of a lot water to spend money in hopes that we can kickstart something, Mm -hmm. you know? So I wouldn't necessarily take that as a deterrent that you pitched your album and you know, no one jumped to sign you because if anything, it just puts you on their radar and they're going to start looking at you now and seeing what you're going to do. Yeah, I think, I think he's right. They just definitely have to be consistent. You know, it's to bar about what, what can you do with that? Um, can you get it into some indie movies or get it, you know, get some more talking points that are outside of the regular. Stuff? Yeah. Get a license, get um, a tour with a national act, anything like there's, that. There's some, I think I sent it in one of the emails, but you know, there's there's just little licensing houses you might as well upload some music to and see if they if they'll grab it. Um, like there's one called Crucial Music. Definitely that. write but, that um, down and check them out. But you know, it's like there there's a bunch of those out there. Epidemic um, sound. But it seems like it's I don't know what you guys are what you what you see out there, but it you know we look at. There's so many different ways and then each genre kind of has their own approach, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have like, you know, just everybody's kind of got like a different fan base and they all have different, they all hang out in different places. 
like you've got TikTok now and people getting record deals off of that. So it's, it's an interesting world that keeps changing. And I, I think that actually the labels don't even, you know, I don't think they're as aware of, of what's next either. They're just doing what they do. Yeah. So, that's a complete contradiction to the full length thing with that little Nas X who yeah. never wrote a song in his life, bought a beat off beat share, made a 30 second social media clip challenge and challenged people to dress up like a cowboy and rap. And it turns into the biggest song on billboard over 18 years. That dude's like pushing away record deals at this point. You well, know, it's it, What's interesting is that the song got attached to like a behavior, you know, like this, this cowboy challenge, you snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're wearing a cowboy hat and some like bell bottoms or whatever it was. So chaps. <laughs> so, you know, like if that's a, that's super interesting. If you think about like how, you know, music has been interacted with and, and how, uh, fan bases have been built in the past, you know I mean? Punk scenes was like paper zines that you know, somebody would make at like a print shop and pass them out. But because there was no other way to find out about that particular like vein of, of music, they, they really worked, you know, mm-hmm. those, those types of, of, of reach outs. It's, it's a fascinating space, but so it's good that you guys did the record. It's a great record. Yeah, I it's a great record. I, I seriously think the song Iowa, and I know I've definitely maybe mentioned this to Caitlin or if not all you guys, I just, that song is just so good. I think that's got so much potential to um, be a be a sync or a license or even somebody else cover it. I know it's one of your older tunes, Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's just what got me into your band, you know? Oh, cool. And um but yeah, I just, you know, you guys have so much material that I think is such contender, which, you know, advice, like if I was to give you guys advice, you should never be discouraged because there's so many different facets of the music industry. You just got to pick a lane and stick in it. I mean, there's Dave Matthews band. I mean, arguably some of the worst music you've ever heard in your life, <laughs> but the dude found his niche. It was college campuses. He'd go around to college campuses, build his thing there. And then if you go to a Dave Matthews show today, I I would assume I've never been to one, Mm -hmm. but I'll bet you it's a bunch of freaking grown up college people who now can spend a hundred dollars a ticket. And it's just like the old days of college at the college parties. That's one lane. Then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to admit this up publicly, but Mm -hmm. I saw him at this thing called the bridge school benefits in San Francisco. To Neil Young and his wife put on this thing, and it's always for I think for autism. It's yeah. a fundraiser, and it was like Billy Idol, bunch of bunch of great musicians, and then Dave Matthews comes out with just a guitar, no like crazy drummer and fiddle guy. And he was pretty good. Like it, it, he was he was super solid with just his guitar, and he just did a couple songs in the bell. But I was well, like, well, that's your constitutional right to believe that. No. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> You know, I, I do appreciate anyone who does. Not my man. He's a, but you know, going back to what I was saying is there's so many different lanes. You can do the single route to build, build your audience. You know, I mean, even Louis the 14th, we're doing that now. I mean, we have probably five or six songs in the can, but we're coming out in a month, just releasing a single because we know we could probably put out three or four little short videos to Mm -hmm. that song over the course of two weeks 
And then when we feel people's attention start slipping, you can do another song and then maybe six months later, you release them all as either an EP or an album, whatever. We don't know the game either, but there's so many lanes. Get on tour, build your audience that way. Um, you know, selling records, I, th- I think it, we all know it's just, it's, it's very tough, you know, yeah. it's, it's a tough thing to do unless you're touring really. But, um, so what are you guys thinking about? Like when you release your record, you, you know, you're talking about videos. Yeah. I think that that's like a, one of the ways that we keep the release relevant. Um, so we'll put all the songs out at once and prior to releasing an EP or a record, we usually do a couple singles um, and then the like a video or two. And um, mm-hmm. we, I, I think our music videos are awesome. We love making them. They're totally awesome. We work with this um, production company called Chromoscope and they're also Troy based and yeah, cool. we've been working with them for a long time. Uh, it's definitely probably one of my favorite elements of being in a mm-hmm. band. So I think that that's a way to remain like it's like okay you might have heard this on the record but let me like hammer it at you now with like a visual aid um which is pretty cool and as i'm like talking this out i'm realizing that kind of like that's sort of like what tiktok or like something like black box would help to do because of the attention span like maybe we were kind of like missing a mark thinking like oh like maybe people aren't even watching the full video Mm -hmm. well they are i think i think that YouTube's still a pretty viable um, platform. And if you have a good video, it does set you apart. You know, like there's some bad videos out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just a totally different type of person watching YouTube. And there's kids just watch YouTube all day long. You know, it's like how they get info. And that's yeah. that's their yeah. entertainment, right? Like that's why Instagram's got IGTV. It's just to compete with that. And I think we've kind of touched on this before in one of the calls, um, but like um, there are so many avid music fans and there's different ways that they're going to approach getting their music, but in a mm-hmm. more like in a more real way, we see it when we're touring all the time. Like we can sell records to people in a parking lot just because they ask us why we have New York plates. They've never heard the music. Mm. They've never done anything. They just want to give that's us cool. money. They, and that's happened a few times. Um, and, you know, even even like selling merch after shows or people like inviting us to stay at their house or taking us to dinner. Um it, It's like, OK, these people are here. They want to give us money. We're We're encountering them all the time in the real world so it's like okay we have access to everyone through the internet so mm-hmm. like it's just like finding the people and where it is it, it's changed the rules of the game i mean 10 years ago you had to have kind of a pr team basically to you know for lack of better words manipulate the press in your favor you know get you that spot in rolling stones spin or print articles but you know fast forward 10 years to now all the media channels are accessible by anybody. You know, it's, you can basically have Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, um, Snapchat, all of them, and kind of blast your, your, your presence everywhere. Right. Um, I, it's just really fine in the pockets and the holes. Yeah. So when you guys, you guys brought up um, the, so you have, you know, you have your YouTube strategy, like you're putting out videos. Um, and then you're thinking about, 
like tour? What do you guys? So you say you could be in a different town and you could sell records. Are you guys thinking about like Patreon ever? Have you ever thought about that platform? We've thought about it. Yeah, we 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 haven't done it yet though. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like finding the. It's like okay, when are we gonna do the big ask, and what do we want the big mm. ask to be for? Mm-hmm. That tends to be a psychologically difficult thing for artists to do. Is the yeah. is the Patreon the hand me the put the hat out and say mm-hmm. give you know yeah, yeah and that's and I think that's another reason why um, sometimes the social media thing can be quite exhausting for a DIY band because it's like the the passion and the effort is going into making these songs like it's we've worked mm-hmm. we work our asses off making these songs and they're usually um you know they're about my fucking soul like and and then it's like okay now let me take that and just eviscerate it and like throw it out there on social media and be constantly looking to see if if I'm getting attention for it or if people are into it um so it's like I would, oh man, and then it becomes like a money thing. It's like if we could just pay somebody to do that, I I would feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. with with the songwriting. Um, But yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's very exhausting to have to like put that out there and then in turn be like constantly looking for validation. That's an interesting question. I just, I know these things exist, but what's it worth like okay so say that you could concentrate on music a hundred percent but there was somebody out there either an intern or a roadie or one of your biggest fans or somebody managed your social media on a daily basis like what would that as a as a band in a position a young and hungry would you pay for something like that um for like a social media yeah, somebody so you could be like, just make sure we have content and a presence every day on all these channels. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I think that's a real market. Yeah. Well, I, then I've always just thought it's like, well, how many, how much money does do artists have for that? You know, exactly. Like, that's what I think about. It's it. like, yeah, right? Yeah. If you have, if you had a hundred, two hundred bucks to spend, well, that, that's a good mix of one of your tracks, or yeah. you know, that's. A bunch of things that's gas to get right. to the next show that's Absolutely. you know there's a lot of other costs that, that go in that you guys all know about yeah um yeah. let me just let me, let's let's dig in on social media then so you're saying that there's it's you know it's time consuming and it's a whole like strategy kind of mind bend to figure out okay what's going to work here um Talk more about about what you guys think about social media, just in general, as as a band. It used to be fun for us. We um, like would just do goofy things, and people like that kind of shit. Um, so it it just came naturally at first. But I I feel like now that we've gotten older and we're sort of growing in ourselves a little more, and um, uh, things are changing. We're, we're you know we're going through like uh, musical puberty, um, uh-huh. and like. It's just uh, getting to a point where I feel like it, it takes more thought than it used to. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's where it's coming from is, you know, like we want to like just focus more on like the music and playing like that sounds really generic, I guess. But we just want to step away from like the social media portion of it, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Do your job. Yeah. We like our social um, media posts used to be like 
like there was one where uh jesse was lifting weights and then just like starts shaving my head and then another one where john does the same thing um and like it's like super goofy um say i'd be into that yeah <laughs> i'd watch it but you don't want to do it over and over exactly. again right right yeah yeah we don't yeah. want to be because well actually uh funnily enough when we first started playing like and obviously you guys have heard our stuff um the most like genre like what people say we are is punk which is hilarious to me because i feel like we're like like essentially pop music um but uh uh we were like known as like the naked band um because we would get into our underwear and scream and freak out and um (laughs) that Uh, on stage or on, on On okay. stage, yeah. <laughs> Only and, on the Walmart. Just, just in Walmart. <laughs> just um, in Walmart. <laughs> People at Walmart, um, yeah. <laughs> we would go to Florida. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we just got this reputation. And then it was like people came and wanted to see us like strip off during a show. So that started to feel weird and we stopped doing uh-huh. it. And then, but that like reputation, we still get asked questions about it. Like, oh, you guys are- Were people pissed? Like, what the hell? I bought a ticket. Take your damn clothes off. (laughs) We've never played a ticketed show. Uh, That's great. That's Um, great. So, okay, let's let's shift into Spotify. What do you guys think about Spotify and how do you you use it? It is the biggest head fuck for me because it's the one where I'm just like, oh my God, I've been slaving away for five years and we have like 300 monthly listeners. Do you guys ever submit music? I think I sent this in one of the emails, but there's a thing called dailyplaylist.com. I believe it's owned by Spotify. Um, and you just put submit. in, you just, yeah, you just submit links to your songs and then there's, it, you can by genre submit your music and mm. then it just submits to you know, a bunch of different um, playlists within it. I think that are controlled by Spotify somehow. I actually don't know much about it. I just stumbled across it. It's daily, the other day, so daily playlists. Daily playlists. Yeah. Um, it's worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. You know, another kind of cool strategy. And then, and then there's another one for press that, that you guys should check out if you haven't. It's called um, it's called Submit Hub. Submit Hub. Submit and that one's great because there's a free. You automatically get a few free submissions, mm-hmm. but if you pay like twenty bucks, um, what you know, I think you get like it's one dollar per. Yeah, it's one dollar per. And they have if they they have to respond to you, so they'll re- they'll put it out to blogs. And if the blogs decide not to put you in their blog, they have to write you back and tell you why. Cool. Which is so nothing nothing goes kind of like every other submission. You throw it out there, and oh, just nine out of silent. ten times you don't hear back. You well, know? the good thing is you get your dollar back if they never re- if they never listen to it, then you get that credit back and you get another submission. Uh, this isn't a commercial for them, but it's just the way, and it seems like the blogs, it makes sense if you're a blogger. Cause you're like, I got this stack of CDs. No one's paying me to listen to this music. So, um, oh, wow. you know, it ends up being this, this gives them a dollar per song to listen. So they're getting something out of their time and then it's worth it for you guys. Cause then you get, you get an access point to it. Um, that's good and i always would use uh what was it there was this one i think it was like beatport or something like that 
where you could go super deep on like really low, small, small blogs all around the world that, that mm. would review bands or, or we've got lots of those. Similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Similar stuff. So you just make your own list. And all of these, you know, some of them are genre specific or whatever, just maybe make a mental note of them and check them out when you get some time. Mm-hmm. Cause they're all just tools out there that sometimes work. They're little to no effort and they're super mm-hmm. cheap. Um, you know, obviously the one thing is I know you're, you don't find social media as fun, but it, it, it sticking with it. I, I just firmly believe it's, it's a, such an important asset going forward. I mean, my band's getting ready to do some reunion tours and we've never had an Instagram page. We like just started an Instagram page and it's like, God, we are so behind the ball if we just would have done it one time a week for the last 10 years or whenever Instagram yeah. came out. But you're, you're just always going to play catch up if you're not on, in one way or another. And I, yeah. I believe that happens even with Spotify. I believe it's even that works that way on Pro Tools. Sometimes I'll step away from Pro Tools for a week and your chops get rusty. Yeah, right. Like your guitar, anything oh, that it. you just, you know, you should be doing, but you take steps back from because it's boring or yep. uninteresting. Usually just kind of fucks you later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for the for all my shit talking, I was literally just Instagramming that we were on here. <laughs> right. So like the thing is, is the Instagram... It's Brian's right. Like, it's just, I think you just got to play the long game. You know, it's like, just got to be, they got to live with you. It's a really interesting change from, you know, when, when I, we used to pick up a Rolling Stone magazine and that was like, or, or like under the radar or whatever, like these random magazines that would, you'd only get like, this is how you would get that little piece of information about a band that you like. Right. And you might see it maybe once every couple months. And that was enough to, you know, make you remember them so that when they came through, play the Casbah on Sunday or something, I go see them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just different now. It's just like, yeah. you gotta, and you I, gotta kind of live out loud. Yeah. I think it is important too, for artists to be candid about how they feel about it. You know, like, and I'm sure some people have a blast being on social media. Um, but it's like, it's like, you know, you are kind of, we're, we definitely don't want to like, seem like we're living any more glamorously than we actually are we try to be as real as possible totally that that's that's to me the people that i see on social media the most interesting stuff they're doing is being themselves the the stupid things you know you're right some people can see through that but i mean on a daily basis you guys live a cool life you're making videos you're rocking out in the garage or whatever you're I, I saw that in your living room you have like a van seat that's the couch <laughs> that's, that's like fucking awesome man i like it's like this man is the real deal like shit like that man I, you know you might not think it but like people like me who look at it find that stuff really interesting i love seeing bands that are out there working are hungry and we'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, just to add to Nick's point, it's all about the long game. Yeah. It's if you're thinking there's a, a formula to just get a record deal because you have a great record. I mean, shit, there's a million artists out there that are really good writers and can make really good albums. It's, it's accessible with yeah. home technologies, home studios, and to promote it mm-hmm. through your home, through different social media channels. It's um, it's a fight to get the ball rolling and get those 1,000 to 10,000 hardcore fans. The the hardcore fans are the ones that are going to keep you afloat 
and hopefully bring new ones along at the same time. Friend tell friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, can be, so, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, um, I was just going to say that can be like super amazing when we're like out on tour and, and somebody remembers us and then like keeps up with us. And even if we haven't been to their city in like a couple of years, totally show up. It's like, wait, how do sure. you remember? Us? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, so what are you guys planning to do? The year's almost over. What's next year look like for you guys? Next uh, year, uh, we uh, are tentatively going on a tour in March. Uh, it'd be really exciting for us. It'd be like our first um, support tour. So we'd, we'd be supporting yeah, like a real band. You know? <laughs> Sweet. And that starts in March? That Is that East Coast? March. Uh, that would be all over us and i think great who's the band who are you going out with we can't talk about it i don't think yet (laughs) yeah oh okay Uh, cool that that sounds like a good plan so you got a few months to work work that up yeah yeah we're just excellent um, cool and so that's a fallout boy tour yeah, yeah. tour. Uh, no, Louis the Fourteenth <laughs> tour. There are some March dates actually. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so that's cool. And then you got to are you gonna try to do some singles along before that or? Yeah, I like yeah. I have a ton of like half written songs right now. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, so hopefully we can just hammer out and get some writing done before year and before that tour um we did get a cool little little headlining our first headlining and like ticketed gig is also happening in march um sweet and that's gonna be at the gibson music hall in appleton it was going sweet to oh. that's gonna be awesome did, did it change they are changing venues oh they're changing venues yes. but anyway it's it'll, like, be appleton. Yeah. it'll be in appleton um and appleton's a city Appleton, yeah, Wisconsin, yeah. Appleton is a is a space alien exper- experiment where uh, everybody that lives there, they're like, oh, what would happen if everyone in a town just really loved music and supported the shit out of it? It's such a weird place. Yeah, it's great. Really? Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, it's cool. They they throw like an annual uh, festival. Uh, it's called uh, Mile of Music. It's like every summer, and they'll bring in bands from like all all over the country. You know, like localish bands from other places, and like. You'll play maybe like a set a day for like five days and they'll put you up in a hotel and like every show is packed and there's free food. It, it's like amazing. Healthcare. Cool. Yeah. I got, I got yes. a yeah. put in. Yeah. Got what did you get put in? Fillings. Cavities. At, at, a, at a music at a festival? festival? Yeah. 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 Skin cancer. Like fillings for your teeth? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this place sounds amazing. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. Mile of Music. It, is uh, it was you know what we, my, we've heard I'm about this do you remember right who now. told us about this who us the um girl i think she's an investor we went to sushi with her in um la music tectonics oh yeah yes uh-huh. we have heard about this she that we have a mutual yeah group. she did talk about the fillings and i thought that was a joke i was like wait what Okay, she was I'm talking about like healthcare and it's all like a, it's more local independent artist base it's a mile over this City, I don't remember the word. Appleton. She's from she's from Madison. Oh yeah, it's Wisconsin. Right here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely right nearby. Yeah. Okay, that's why she knows about it. Okay, yeah, very cool. Okay. Oh, it's cool, and they like treated us like like we were signing autographs like in the street. Like people, somebody came up to me and was like, "I can't wait to catch you at your set at this time at this venue," and I was like, "I don't even fucking know where I'm going next. Like, how do you? <laughs> how are you? That's, that's great. great. 
It's always great when you f- tap into those networks of just passionate listeners. That's so great. Yeah. That seems, that sounds like a great place for you guys to be. Yeah. So we're really, really cool. So cool. Well, we're going to uh, kind of wrap it up here in a second. But one thing I just wanted to personally ask you guys, I was on your Instagram and I recognized this place that I remember being one of the greatest shows I ever played on a tour in the freezing cold. It was like near Ithaca, you know, it was near Ithaca, New York. And I remember the backstage was like upstairs, but it's a really cool venue with like a proper stage. And I swear I saw it on your the colony Instagram or Facebook. It's near Ithaca. I think so. Um, yep. Because the colony had the the backstage like upstairs thing. Yeah. The colony sounds really familiar. Where's that at? Is that near Ithaca? Uh, it's a little. It? It's uh, Woodstock, New York, and it's a little bit south of us, so still, you know, eastern New York. I think it's a little in the middle of the state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. um, I can't remember, but cool. Well, sweet. So Uh, we're going to wrap it up with you guys. If you want us to play a song on the way out, um, let us know what we're going to play. We're going to edit this little section out of me telling you this, but we'll close the song with a show. But before we do that, why don't you just um, tell us where everybody can find out more about you guys, your links, and um, we'll look forward to chatting with you next. All All right. Yeah, um, you guys can find out more about us on candyambulance.com, facebook.com slash candyambulanceband, and Instagram uh, at candyambulanceband. Fantastic. And what song are we going to hear if we play us out? Um, Oh, heck, I don't know. Um, I mean, Pilot, I feel like, is a nice little grabber. Let's do Pilot. Yeah, let's do Pilot. Pilot, you got it. Pilot, done. Awesome, you guys. Thanks thanks so much for taking the time. You got some big fans out here in San Diego. We look forward to uh, seeing you sometime in person. Yeah. All right. Likewise. Awesome, you guys. Cheers. Have a great holiday. Bye. You too. too. Thanks. Cheers. See you. Bye-bye. Never coming down a child.
Don't touch me now, don't come around, I'm up, I'm never coming down